Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 1083, air date July 13th, 2022. Hello, everyone. Good evening. It's Dr. Shiva Ayadure. Today, we're going to be talking about a very, very interesting topic based on some recent polls that have come about. And I've been watching this phenomenon, as you know, for many, many years. And the question we want to ask is, why do the elites left and right, left and right, want a civil war? And the call is for workers to unite really as a solution out. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. And uh, in fact, today, there was an article in the New York Times talking about another poll that Time did saying that uh, most Americans uh, across the board uh, do not trust their government anymore at all. And uh, and this is a follow-on to a poll that came out about a week ago uh, by the University of Chicago, which I'm going to share with you, um, also talking about this big, massive polarization. Now, what's interesting is the academic elites who do this polling and analysis, they never really offer any solutions. They basically say, oh, we got to stop the violence, right? But they don't want to go at discuss the underlying issues. The left and the right on every issue have created essentially a divisiveness because they don't really talk about the real underlying problems. Only a systems approach can get us there. So um, as many of you know, when I brought up the issues with the pandemic, our movement myself was the first one to really back in late 2019, 2020, we called it right away that this entire thing was set up as a way to divide people, to destroy economies, et cetera, long before the opportunists came. And um, after that, we said we need to go beyond vax and anti-vax. It's not about a pro-vax and anti-vax position. That's where all the, the left and the right start fighting against each other. Fundamentally, we have to look at the fact it's about the right medicine for the right person at the right time. That's a systems approach. That goes beyond the divisiveness and it gets down to what the solution is. Same thing when it is our movement, my lawsuit that was a historic lawsuit where we exposed, it's not about big tech. It's not about being pro big tech or anti big tech, right? It's about the fact that the government of all the world, all different countries have colluded with big tech. Big tech is a way that governments can censor, launder censorship. So our movement also uh, exposed that, okay? That was a real issue. Again, we took a systems approach to do that. More recently, with the election systems issue, it was this movement, through my own personal experience, long separate from Trump, we didn't talk about China or Venezuela or crazy nonsensical stuff. We talked about very legitimate issues like ballot images being deleted or the fact signature verification doesn't occur properly. And that came from a systems approach. Again, the left and right <clears throat> took over all of this, as you're seeing with the January 6th stuff. And want to make it a left and right issue. They they're dividing Americans, but the substantial issues with election systems has not been addressed, okay? So what I'm trying to impress on all of you is that everyone needs to get out the head out of there, you know what, and recognize it's not about left or right on any issue. In fact, listen very carefully, those in power use the left and right divide. Let me repeat that again. Those in power want the left-right divide. They want 50% of the people 
working people fighting against the other 50% of working people. It is one of the most powerful ways that those in power deflect the realities of what's actually going on. So you have to take a big step back and think about this very, very carefully. And this is why I have a ticker running below. And this is why it's not to try to sell you on something, but it's rather as a noble service to impress on you. Personally, for me, after 50 years trying to figure all this out, we figured out the theoretical curriculum on how you can educate people to take a systems approach. And for that, we created the Foundations of Systems course. Let me go back here. So in the discourse today, this is what we're going to talk about, but you cannot begin this discourse without recognizing that we all need to raise our consciousness. Otherwise, it's just going to be, we're going to fall into the trap exactly what the left and the right, which are essentially two heads of the elites, want. They want people fighting. So I recommend everyone go to vashiva.com for you. Don't do it for me. Don't do it for truth, freedom, and health. Uh, do it for you. And if you go here at vashiva, you'll find out at vashiva.com slash join, there's a video. And I recommend everyone listen to that video at your own leisure, but I'm going to play it for you right now because this will really give you what the real fundamental issues we're facing and it'll put context um, to what's going on. So let me play this. We have allowed our country to be taken over from within and the end goal is you will have a homogenized world where we will become slaves because there is a condition among the elites that really thinks they're better than you deep down inside them, that you don't deserve the freedoms you have. They don't. This reality is what people need to wake up to. And we need to all unite working people. There's only one movement that can do that. Mm-hmm. And that is the movement that we started creating here in Massachusetts, the movement for truth, freedom, and health. Look, I've been a student of politics since I was a four-year-old kid, studying revolutionary movements, left-wing, right-wing. There's a physics, there's a nuclear science to destroying the establishment. To build a bridge, you need to understand Newton's equation. You need to understand the laws of gravity. You need to understand Poisson's ratio. There is a way to build a revolution. And that's why I put this together. My goal is to train a army of truth, freedom, and health leaders. We don't need followers like social media. We need leaders, but they they need training because the educational system does not teach them history, nothing. So in three hours, that's what I've started doing. That's the solution. We got to train people. First with understanding what a system is. The second is understanding the interconnection between truth, freedom, and health. Freedom is the ability to move freely, communicate freely, right? Talk freely. Without freedom, you cannot convert ideas, hypothesis into truth, which is science. And without freedom, you can't really get to truth. And without truth, you make up fake problems and fake solutions, which means you destroy our health. And without health, which is the infrastructure of us and our body, you can't fight for freedom. Third concept is it has to be bottoms up, working people, people who work uniting. And what the right wing has done is whenever you say working people unite, that must be communist. Meanwhile, they've let the Democrats run unions, which suppress workers, completely corrupt. But when you look at the arc of American history, it's been when working people came up. We need to go local. Every solution I'm coming up with as a part of this movement, we're giving the science, which is the truth, and then we tell people what they can do on the ground. Like with election fraud, you don't need to wait for some lawyer. Our goal is to train people, Dave, to go local, to go local, to go local, fight locally. Forget lawyers, forget politicians, forget celebrities. You've got to learn politics, and there is a science to it. They lock us down, we should be ready to shut them down. And the fourth part of this principle is a not-so-obvious establishment. So when you look at a system, there's always something that disturbs you from getting to your goal. Well, the biggest disturbance is a not-so-obvious establishment. 
which are those people who claim they're for you, on the left and the right, the Al Sharptons who tell black people I'm for you, the Tucker Carlsons. Do you think any true anti-establishment person will ever be on Fox or CNN? I don't think so. They both mislead working people back into the establishment. Without this solid understanding of political physics and theory, you're screwed. You're going to follow on the, the left wing, Bernie Sanders, oh, he said something, or Robert Kennedy, scumbags. Or you're going to follow, you know, some right wing talk show host. They're not going to lead us to liberation. It's us. And that political physics, it's a nuclear science of change. Bottoms up. We have to organize to understand that there is people who talk a good game and then look at what they actually do, left and right. I'm sorry, Sean Hannity may say some good things, but I don't see the urgency in his voice to get something done. And it can only come when you weaponize yourself with the right knowledge. You need to be able to identify a rat. You know, Christ didn't go after the Romans, right? It was the Pharisees and the Sadducees who screwed him up. His own quote unquote people. And that's where we're at. So these four concepts I've built into a curriculum. People can go to bashiva.com and it's an educational program. We need to train people in political theory. You need to have physics. And I've created that curriculum. People need to get educated. We need to get educated fast. And within a half an hour, an hour, I can teach people. Two years of MIT control systems, I teach people those concepts. Then I apply it, anyone can understand it. And then you say, oh, I gotta build a bottoms up movement. They have to get politically astute, and then they have to go locally and act, not sit there on social media. They have to act locally, defy locally, be, do civil obedience locally, but with knowledge on how to build a movement. And the Senate campaigns expanded to the movement for truth, freedom, and health, and they can find it on Vias and Victor A. Shiva, vashiva.com, so people can sign in, they can get access to a bunch of videos. If they want to take a course and become a truth, freedom, health leader, I offer a full scholarship there. But we want people to make a commitment that they'll study, that they'll get certified, that they'll go do activities on the ground. So go to VA Shiva, Victory America Shiva, VAShiva.com. So I wanted to play that video so all of you start raising your consciousness and recognizing we need to go beyond left and right. And that's been sort of the core thing that I understood back in 1980 when I saw how all of these political parties abuse uh, working people. So again, if you go to, by the way, uh, every uh, Thursdays tomorrow, vashiva.com slash orientation, come to our open house and you'll enjoy it. Uh, we've had some incredible sessions there. Uh, we get to spend a little more time. Uh, and I can answer some direct questions, some of the questions that people are asking. So I hope you come there um, and you uh, uh, have a chance to participate. Let me go over to um, the slide set over here. Um, and what I want to share with you here is, by the way, if you go to vashu.com slash join, you'll find out more. But you, everyone here, for your own sake, for your children's sake, for your community's sake, sign up and take the Foundations of Systems course. It'll give you the theoretical framework, the scientific framework, so you become rock solid in your understanding of why we need to build a bottoms up movement, why we need to go beyond left and right, why we need to have Workers Unite. You'll also really understand this diagram. I mean, it's a three hour course. You can take it on your own, but you'll understand why the fight for freedom, the fight for truth, science, and the fight for our health are all interconnected. They, they're not disparate movements. Um, today, we separate the fight for freedom. We think that's like a patriot or a 
right-wing movement and we separate the movement for science and innovation. We think that's a geek or nerd thing. And we separate the movements for health and organic food and healthy foods. We think that's like a yoga Nazi or earthy crunchy granola, um, you know, movement. The reality is all these three movements have got to come together. And that's what, for scientific reasons, for fundamental universal laws. So that's what uh, we educate people on. So you get clear on this and it has to be bottoms up. And what we're seeing right now as today's session is going to share is the divisiveness of polarization that is taking place by design and is taking place by politicians, by billionaires, by quote unquote grifters, you know, who pick up some rhetoric, don't really know what they're talking about and just start spouting nonsense, but definitely the media. And all of this uh, in the recent report that came out from the University of Chicago, even the elite academics are admitting but they don't have a solution. Well, their solution is to try to tell people don't be violent, but they don't, they will never have a solution because they don't really want a solution. They want to use these kinds of polarization to fur further suppress people's natural tendencies. So let's just go right in. And, and um, again, by the way, a bunch of people are uh, talking about their tomorrow, Thursday at 11 a.m. EDT serves people all over the world and Thursday at 8 p.m. If you can't under understand that, uh, or come to that one, um, uh, uh, 8 p.m. all over the world. Um, I will personally be running both of these sessions. It's an opportunity to meet and greet. We do it online, okay? So let's just go to the first report. So I, you know, when I've been tracking this for a while, and if you look at around 2019, a lot of these institutions were doing research on how people are starting to feel politically alienated, how people were essentially become, uh, uh, you know, apathetic, right? So as I did in a previous video called The Four Buckets, I talked about how those in power want either you to be on the left wing, either you to be on the right wing, either you to become apathetic, or either you to become a domestic terrorist and start shooting people. They love you to be in one of those four buckets, because particularly in the latter, because they can use that to actually suppress freedom even more. They definitely like people being in this left and right. They love the working class fighting against each other. So they're, they don't really awaken to really solve the real problems or identify the real problems. So in any one of the issues I talked about, be it free speech, be it the issues with our health, like the pro-vax, anti-vax, or be it the issues with election systems and so on, climate, we can keep going on education. The elites always make every issue a left or right issue. And the fundamental issues never, ever get resolved. Uh, and this is a detriment to the majority of working people. So for example, this report that came out in Europe talks about how people in Europe, written by Myrna Jusic, and she analyzed many, many uh, countries across Europe. And she said that the, uh, in looking at these countries, she said the youth in Europe are in a precarious situation because they don't really want to participate in politics. They don't believe in the political system. Again, this is in Europe. And she did a pretty detailed analysis um, where she said young people um, in, in Europe do not feel they're adequately represented in national politics. At the same time, they report little political knowledge and interest in politics. Basically, they've checked out. And in a detailed analysis, she looked at all of these countries from Slovenia all the way to, you know, Serbia and Kosovo and Albania and all these countries. And she finds out basically the left graph here, very high percentage of people basically uh, do not want to engage in politics at all. Okay. And here, uh, the percentage of people that are interested in politics, very low. So these graphs are very low. And here people don't want to participate. They're done. They don't believe 
and their governments and their systems, etc. Okay, so that's out of looking at most of the European countries. This other report, the Carnegie Endowment, who I don't really care for much, but they, I mean, the data is there, so we can look at their data. They said, should America be worried about political violence and what can be done to prevent it? And this came out, again, a couple of years ago. And this is very interesting what they say. They say America's history of political violence spans our civil war, decades of lynchings and the assassinations of the president, presidential candidate, and national community leaders in 1960s and 70s. You see, they're blaming the people. That's what's interesting about this sort of liberal elite organization. They do not want to understand the underlying issues. And that says Thomas Carruthers and Andrew Donahue find in their new book that while most polarized countries are divided along just one or two dimensions, America has three fissures. By the way, that's not true. Um, place like India, many of the countries, people are, can easily be divided. America has three fissures, ideological, ethnic, and religious, that overlap and augment one another, okay? Now, what's I wanna talk about the statement here. So they're saying that America is being polarized, but what they are missing, because these guys are part of the elites, is that the elites can literally use religious differences. They can use ideological differences and ethnic differences and draw a wedge and create the left-right narrative. And they do this. So polarization, you may wanna write this down, is a weapon of the elites. Polarization is a weapon of the elites. I'll give you an example. When I was growing up in India, my mom would say that in India, you can be discriminated or you can have fights, you know, like 10 different ways, okay? By religion, by caste, by what part of the country you came from, by what language you spoke, and ideology, and ethnic, and religious, and the color of your skin. Many, many ways. So, and, but for thousands of years, people with all those differences lived in relative peace. When colonialism came to India, they used these divisions to have this group fighting against this group. That's how the British did divide and rule. This is an imperialist colonialist technique. We all have differences. We have millions of differences, genetic differences, all sorts of differences. But if you're a clever politician or a deviously clever politician, you can use those differences to create groups and have people fighting against each other. So... This Carnegie thing, yes, there is polarization, but they what they don't want to do is they don't want to put the mirror at themselves and the elites who have created this polarization because the elites need polarization. Why? To distract from other issues. And we're going to get what, to, what those issues are. So that was in the Carnegie report that came out. Another, so I went and looked up Thomas Carruthers and, um, you know, the other report and this, again, was written a couple of years ago, uh, and it said divisive politics and democratic dangers in Latin America. So, uh, so again, we've talked about Europe, where people are feeling polarized and they're just exiting the political system. Um, we're we've, we've talked about the Carnegie Endowment, acknowledging there's a divisiveness in America, but just saying this, you know, just putting the word violence on it. And then in Latin America, this analysis was done. And same here, and we'll get to why. You know, this analysis was done, and, and they talked about Brazil, Chile, um, Colombia, Mexico, and Peru, all of these countries. Um, and I'm not going to get into all the details of it, but they do a detailed analysis of what's going on in Bolivia, you know, here, and in uh, Chile, et cetera. Um, and that analysis is interesting because it shows uh, even right in the other part of our own hemisphere in South America, there's massive divisiveness going on and politicians exacerbate those divisiveness, okay? The one that I wanna really put your attention to that came up literally a couple of weeks ago 
is the following, okay? This report came out and this report was not done uh, by some just random organization fringe group. This was done by the University of Chicago, which is regarded as a very, very elite, prestigious institute. And they wrote a report called Our Precarious Democracy, okay? And it was done by the Institute of Politics, University of Chicago, the Public Opinion Strategies Group, and Benenson Strategy. And what this report said, and I wish more news had covered this, they just did a, some of them did a little blip. It says, on, as Independent Day approaches, more than one in four Americans are so alienated from their government that they believe it may soon, quote unquote, be necessary to take up arms against it. Okay, according to a new poll released by the University of Chicago's Institute of Politics. So just read what I'm saying, and I'm going to go into detail on this. So it basically says um, that one in four Americans feel so alienated that that with their government that they believe it may soon be necessary to take up arms. Okay, and I'm going to walk you through this report. Another part of the report says a majority of Americans agree that the American is, quote, unquote, corrupt and rigged against everyday people like me including 73% of voters who describe themselves as strong Republicans, 71% who call themselves, quote unquote, very conservative, and 68% of rural voters. A bare majority, 51% of voters who call themselves, quote unquote, very liberal, also agreed. So think about what I'm saying. Uh, even 51% who call themselves very liberal also agreed. Over two-thirds of Republicans and independent voters agree. That means over 60 6% or 66% overall agree that the government is corrupt and rigged against them while Democrats are evenly split. So think about what this is saying. This is crossing party lines now. So across both parties, people believe the government doesn't serve their interests. Okay. Republicans feel it a little more, but Democrats, even the liberals, 51% feel the same way. Okay. Continue with this report. Okay. And that says nearly half of Americans, 49%, agreed that they more, quote unquote, more and more like a feel like a stranger in my own country, end quote, with 69%, again, Republicans and 65% of them who call themselves conservatives, but also 38% of strong Democrats agreed. So think about that. It's not just a Republican thing. It's across the board. OK, and let me continue. Um, here, and this is what's very interesting, 28% of voters, 28% of voters, including 37% who have guns, that means not all of them, other, the other 63% have, don't have guns in their homes, agree that it may be necessary at some point soon for citizens to take up arms against the government, end quote. The view, that view is held by one of one in three Republicans including 45% self-identified strong Republicans and roughly one in three, 35% independent voters and one in five Democrats agreed. So think about that. Even 30, 20% of Democrats agree, okay, among that group that they may have to take up arms against the government, okay? All right. So let me show you the graphs here. The graphs are very interesting to review. Again, this is done by a, a very, very, you know, prestigious establishment research group. And as you see in this graph, it says at least one in fifth of voters uh, agree across party lines that it may be necessary at some point soon for citizens to take up arms against the government. So this group is strong GOP. So of this uh, percent, 20 percent were strong GOP. As again, you can see in the strong GOP, 
um, you know, uh, 18%, uh, I mean, 45% uh, agree strongly, as you can see here, and 42% strongly disagree. But 45% of the strong GOP, 20% of that group agree. Then you go to the soft GOP, 28%. Among the independents, 35%. Among the soft Democrats, 19 and the strong Democrats, 21 So if you, if you think about this, at least 21% of people across party lines agree that among those one-fifth that you may have to take up arms against your government, okay? There you go. Now, this graph is interesting. More than one-third of voters with guns in their households also agree, okay? So again, these are the people, guns in their households, um, uh, strongly agree, that's 37%, and guns um, in their, um, uh, don't have guns in their households, no, even 25% of them agree, okay? Again, Here's the other interesting thing. This is gets to the, so now, you know, we've talked about, you know, they want to highlight the violence piece, but here they also identify the polarization. They talk about three quarters, 73% of voters, three quarters who identify themselves as Republicans agree that Democrats are generally bullies who want to impose their political beliefs on those who disagree. An almost identical person of Democrats, 74% expresses that view uh, that view of Republicans. A similarly lopsided majority of each party holds the other members of the other are generally untruthful and are pushing disinformation. And you can see the graph right there. Okay. So if you look at that graph, what you see is here, 73% of Republicans believe the Democrats are, are full of, you know, bully them into believing stuff. And same with the uh, Democrats. Okay. So what you have is total divisiveness. This report also brings out that they have found that it is the media, the Fox News on one hand and the CNN on the other hand, that has created this divisiveness. Well, who are these people that we're talking about? Well, most of these people are everyday working people. People get up, try to feed their families and try to work. Half of them, you know, have been put into the bucket of the left wing Democrats. And by the way, the same thing shows up all over the world. And the other half have put in into the right wing. So just think about what the findings are, that regardless of left or right, the people across both left and right, working people, have been polluted through disinformation. And what I mean disinformation is whatever issues taken up, be it the elections, be it free speech, be it the vaccines, and you go down the list, the left and the right take a left position or a right position. And they never go down to the depths. They don't take a systems approach to get to the real issue. That is what our movement is about. And it's time that all of you who have not become warrior scholars, who have thought about it, at minimum, come to the orientation tomorrow so you can understand. I'll play the or uh, there's a little orientation ticker so you, uh, so you understand some people are asking how you get to the orientation. At least you come there so you understand that there is a way out of this. And that is working people uniting and us raising our consciousness by getting educated, getting educated on a systems approach. Otherwise, when you look at this graph here, this graph is essentially we're going to be on the left and right and working people fighting against each other. So the question comes, who does this profit? Who does this profit? Let me ask everyone. Who does it profit to have working people fighting against each other? Okay. And this is what we have to think about. LK writes that elites want working people distracted and divided. Uh, divided. Okay. Uh, Jill Jones says people must reject their labels and don't put them in their and don't allow them to put them in their buckets. Yeah. 
So every issue that you see, every media hit that you see where it's one right-wing guy attacking a left-wing guy or a left-wing guy attacking a right-wing guy, you have to recognize that by creating that polarization, they create their camps and then they get money for their, their camps, some cause that they're doing. But these camps never want to address the real issues and to go beyond left and right. And what are those real issues? What are those real issues? Those real issues are economic issues. And they've always been economic issues. There were economic issues in the 1900s when working people all over the world rose up to start building these movements. And those movements in the, in the 50s were crushed by the right wing labeling all of them communist and by the left wing using that labeling to take over these bottoms up movements and make them top down movements but through the unions. They controlled the unions before they were definitely organic, non-GMO, non-genetically engineered, truly bottoms up movements. And by the 70s across the world, they had divided working people. The unions were controlled by the liberal and the left elites. And then the, the right elites would always attack the unions to support the creation of monopolies. And therefore, no movements have taken place. And that's why we're in the condition today where as productivity and GDP grows, working people's wages have, have stayed flat or gone down. And the suppression of working people continues. Now, one of the studies that I found, which is fascinating, and I'll bring this up, um, done by uh, Noam Gidrin, James Adams, and Will Horn, and says how ideology, economics, and institutions shape effective polarization in democratic politics. It's a very nice report because what it does, it looks at all these countries and it, I, it creates a score for polarization. And using that score, yeah, so here's Frank Licata, a working stiff. He says, Frank says, it's no different than sports such as the Boston Red Sox versus New York Yankees. Both sides say that the other side sucks. Coincidentally, one is red and one is blue. Yeah, thanks, Frank. They always have some color and they want the masses to be distracted. Now, this report by Noam Gidron, what it says is that it basically, first of all, um, it takes... It, it's got a very nice graph here. It looks at the range of polarization. And the United States is right about here, okay? And there are other states which are even more polarized, but we're pretty polarized, okay? And there are states less polarized than us and others. The next thing he did was he looks at the Gini coefficient on this graph right here. And he maps the Gini coefficient on the x-axis and the polarization. As the Gini coefficient increases, you see increased polarization. Well, what is the Gini coefficient? Okay, if you haven't studied it, the Gini coefficient, I've talked about this before, the Gini coefficient is a measure of income inequality. Let me repeat that. The Gini coefficient is a measure of income inequality. So as income inequality rises, as unemployment rises, guess what? Polarization rises, okay? Polarization rises as a function of economic inequities. So the real issue is economic inequities are taking place and those in power wanna distract you from that so they have you fighting against your brother and your sister, whether they be quote unquote Democrat or Republican. That's what's actually going on. It's really, really simple. And, but we have to get our heads out of you know what? And it's so seductive to get caught into this. Oh, Trump is my man, Biden is an idiot, right? Or Biden is, uh, you know, good and Trump is evil. And both of these sides are created, as Frank just said, 
like a sports game, like WWE wrestling, to keep you distracted so you operate on the animal consciousness level, not at a human consciousness level, and see these things. Our movement is the only movement on the planet Earth which is educating people beyond left and right, educating people to unite. And that is the way forward. And we have organized the infrastructure, we've organized the courses, we've organized the community. It's a movement, it's the science, and it's a community. And it's really up to you to take advantage of this. Otherwise, you're just going to be crying about the left wing and the right wing. We have to build this movement. Now, let me just remind you uh, what Noam Gidron ends his report with is this. Look what he says. He goes, if American unemployment levels, he's talking about the United States, revert to, to, towards their historic. Uh, let me read the whole thing. American unemployment levels are currently at a near 50 year low. Yet effective polarization in the U.S. appears to be at a post-war high. It remains moderate in comparative perspective. Yes, to other countries, it's relatively moderate, but it remains at a post-war high. If American unemployment levels revert towards their historic norms, let, let along levels associated with another recession, this development may further amplify inter-party hostility between Democrats and Republicans, while the future of American civic life will turn on many un unforeseeable developments this consideration highlights the challenges we confront as we struggle to build a more civil society. So just look at what he's concluding, which I agree with. So yeah, relative, relatively unemployment's at a 50 year low, but we're at a very high polarization. And what he's saying is if the polarization, if the unemployment increases, imagine what's gonna happen to the polarization. So we're fundamentally at a quote unquote, a low unemployment level relatively, but polarization is the highest it's been through post-war times. So what happens if the unemployment goes up? And this is why the elites are so into completely distracting the American working class so they can keep that polarization going. So left and the, the working people in this country will not unite because the working people, the working people in the United States are the only working group in the world that has the first amendment and the second amendment. And they want the American working class, which could lead the world working class, repeat that again, the American working class has a potential to lead the wor world working class. They want them, the Second Amendment. So they want them disunited. They want to make this about violence. They don't want to make this about the underlying issue. Now, let me, let me remind everyone that what was going on, does everyone remember what was going on before the 2020 quote unquote pandemic. Does that, everyone remember what was going on? And uh, someone says this, why is it so hard to do right by people? I don't get it. Well, nothing happens spontaneously. Remember this, change will never occur spontaneously. It is organized. We have to organize it. We have to build it. No one gives us anything. No one ever gave me anything. No one ever gave you anything unless you grew it with a silver spoon. We've always had to fight for it work for it, okay? But what was occurring before 2020? Someone from Lafayette says, hello everybody from Lafayette, California, Mexico. Dr. Shiva, thank you for all your hard work and information. You're welcome. The best way you can thank me is you have to raise your consciousness educated. I'm, I'm great doing these videos. I enjoy doing them. It's my public service. But the next level of service that you can do, in addition to learning all this stuff is you must become a warrior scholar. You have to make that commitment. 
We've made the courses affordable to everyone. I used to teach these courses at MIT, the biggest institutions, for tens of thousands of dollars. We've made it for, you get a scholarship, okay? And then uh, once you learn and pass the course and become part of the community, you can give the course to young people, age of 13 to 18, full scholarship. But we want a commitment from you. But we have to build we have to build a movement. So here we go. So the question was, what, my question, Trevor Louise nailed it. Yeah, what was happening in 2019? Before all this pandemic nonsense, massive protests. So let me point that out to you. So if you just do a little bit of Googling, protests that rocked the world in 2019, okay? There were massive protests, and I pointed this out many, many times in my earlier videos going across the world. There were massive protests across the globe. OK, and we cannot forget those. All right. There were massive protests across the globe taking place. All right. So let me let's go to some of them. OK. So let's go here. Let me go back to here. Let me bring this over here one second. OK. Just want to make sure everything's being shown here. All right, so if you look at these, massive protests were taking place all over the globe, okay? All over the globe, all right? And let me make this window bigger, and I wanna walk you through that because we tend to forget what was actually taking place all over the globe, all right? What was taking place? Well, let's begin right here. In Bolivia, which they're talking about polarization, there was massive protests prior to 2020. People were out on the streets really upset with all the government corruption that was taking place, the economic crisis in Bolivia. Again, look at that. 10-11-2019, before the quote-unquote pandemic, massive protests. Look at here in Iran. Again, people were protesting. This wasn't about religion or anything. This was about economics, massive fuel prices, okay? Again, people protesting. Also in Sudan. Here we look in, um, in Haiti, anti-government protests gripped the nation. Massive corruption. They wanted the existing government to re resign. Again, economics. Let's go over here. Puerto Rico. How soon we forget? Tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands. There are millions of people eventually protesting to have the government resign. Corruption and the economic conditions there. Okay? Puerto Rico. Over here, France. Right? A lot of people have forgotten France. All the things having to do with the economic crisis there. And what's going on in France? You can see the anti-government protests, right? The original catalyst was planned increase to hydrocarbon tax introduced by the French government. Again, economic reasons. This is why this was occurring. Over here, Venezuela, same thing, economic reasons against uh, Madero. Hong Kong, again, the corruption of the Chinese Communist Party. Millions of people took to the streets. Chile, let's not forget Chile, right? Again, the issue with fare increases, the economic conditions there. And you can see that people were really, really upset at what was going on to their, if you read this right here, it says, um, meanwhile, a UN report in 2017 found the, the richest 1% of the population earns 33% of the nation's wealth, making Chile the most unequal member of OECD, okay? And, and so there you go, right? Lebanon, massive protest, why? Instead of meeting its basic responsibilities towards the thousands of people left, homeless and impacted by the blast, that state seems to be on the attack. Again, millions of people protesting in Lebanon. So there you go. So we cannot forget the realities of what took place. 
Um, again, I'm not sure if you guys saw that, what I just shared. I may have to do it like this one second. Hold on, everyone, because I wanted to share with you uh, these photos, which I don't think you guys were able to see because of the way the windows worked here. So let me take you back to this. Okay. Let me drop the screen and share that again. There we go. There. Okay. So what I shared with you was these were, this was an article that came out in the world about the protests at Log 2019. Here you see Bolivia. Again, I want to show you these pictures because they're real. That's Bolivia, as I mentioned. There is Iran, right? Again, all in 2019. Haiti. There is Puerto Rico. Millions out on the streets. France. Millions out on the streets. Tens of thousands in Venezuela. Hong Kong. Millions out on the streets. Chile. Again, people fighting for the basic wages. Again, you can look at this groups. It's massive. Lebanon. Again, I want you to see these pictures again. And that's what occurred in the world in 2019. And suddenly this pandemic comes and we suppress all those movements. And so what the elites did, in my opinion, is they used the pandemic to regroup because they knew the economic conditions are horrible. They've created an environment where they've just Obama printed $4.3 trillion. Trump printed $6.9 trillion. All that money, this is what's called modern monetary theory. The idea is, oh, we know monopoly capitalism, imperialism is all effed up. So how do we save it? Well, we're just going to print money. Well, all that money didn't even go to the masses for infrastructure. It, it, it went to the banks and the banks invested in the stock market. And now they're suffering because there's no real economic, real economic basis to back up the stock market. And then you have idiots like Elon Musk, right? out there talking about it, though he cares for free speech. And I'll do a whole expose on him. He doesn't really care about free speech. He talked about free speech because he wanted to sell more Teslas. He wanted to bring more right-wing people to buy Teslas. It was, Teslas were mainly being bought by the liberal left. And he got people to uh, get interested in Teslas. But at the same time, he never wanted to discuss that the government is the one that is in collusion with big tech. Why? Because his entire organization, be it SpaceX, be it Tesla, be it his solar companies, are all built on government subsidies. So he's a complete bullshitter. I agree with Trump on that, but Trump is also a bullshitter. Okay. So what is the solution? The solution is we have to build a bottoms up movement. We have to go beyond left and right. Well, how do you build a movement? Well, in order to build a movement, you need to raise your consciousness. You need to have the tools. You need to have the physics. You need to understand the science. And you're looking at someone who spent his entire life because of the background I came from growing up as a low caste untouchable because of the scientific knowledge I got, because I have great respect for working people coming from a working class background. How do you do this? Well, I got all that knowledge from an engineering systems approach, researched this, put together the science. And before I'll come right back, but I want to all of you to share with you what is that gift that we put together for all of you to raise your consciousness? It is the movement for truth, freedom, and health. It is a movement, it is a scientific framework, and it is a community. It's all those three things. And it is frankly a gift for you. So I hope you take advantage of this and not just get into this world of left and right and bitching. There is a solution. You have to build a movement. Let me play you a video that I'll share with you, but I have some important points to make before we end. But I want you to understand that you have to become a warrior scholar if you're serious, 
And this content, this knowledge, this curricula has never existed before. Hello, this is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. Welcome to VA Shiva, the platform of education, technology, and activism, so you may raise your consciousness to win the truth, freedom, and health you need to create the future you deserve. The VA Shiva platform provides this truth, freedom, health warrior scholars the following three capabilities. Number one, an ultimate education that is based on the science of systems. Number two, technologies to empower you to take charge of your health, as well as social media tools, independent of big tech, so you can connect with other incredible truth, freedom, health warrior scholars equally dedicated like you to winning truth, freedom, and health. Three, instruments for activism so you become a beacon of light in your online and offline community to educate others, growth, and advancement. VA Shiva provides you the foundations of the science of systems, the ultimate education. The science of systems provides you the missing fundamental scientific knowledge to understand every system in and around you. The science of systems will enable you to uncover the real problem and real solution in any situation and on any issue. Concerning the educational component, first you will receive direct access to me to learn the science of systems in my three-hour live private online group class that I run every week. Second, you will have access to archived lectures so you can continue your education independent of me. Third, you can test your proficiency in learning the fundamental principles and get a formal certification for the foundations of systems. Independent of this classroom education, you will receive also four important books. The first book is the best-selling classic Systems and Revolution from which you can learn all of these concepts and more. The second book is the science of everything that will educate you on how the science of systems is the foundational knowledge of every system in the universe. The third book, Your Body, Your System, focuses on how to understand the interplay of these systems within your own body. And then the fourth book, Your System, Your Life, will help you apply these principles to other aspects of your life, such as running a business, understanding relationships, and more. Beyond the curriculum and books, the second capability is the technologies that you will be afforded. One of them is a powerful Your Body, Your System software, which is an online laboratory where you can use your body as a system to further deepen your understanding of the science of systems. Systems. The tool allows you to understand what kind of system you are. Is your system on course or is it off course? And how the inputs of food, supplements, herbs, activities such as sleep, yoga, meditation, exercise can affect your body to bring it back on course. Finally, to support your education, I've also included a seminal scientific paper that I wrote which will help you understand that the knowledge of systems it does not only originate in the modern world starting in the 1920s and 30s, but it actually dates back 10 to 20,000 years and intersects directly with the foundations of Eastern Systems of Medicine. In addition to this, you will also get two scientific papers sharing how the science of systems can also be used to apply to understanding how food is medicine. One paper exposes turmeric from the molecular systems level and how it affects your body. The other paper explores ginger and how that affects your body. That's just the educational piece. As you raise your consciousness through this education, you will likely want to connect with other Truth Freedom Health Warrior Scholars in an environment where you can connect and build community. To support that, I've also created two powerful social media tools. One of them is a VA Shiva forum. Here you can start discussions. You can pose questions and meet others and have healthy debates. The other is VA Shiva social, where you can create your own profile, your own presence, like other major social media tools. However, it is independent of big tech. You can use VA Shiva social to interconnect with your fellow truth, freedom, health warrior scholars and build community. Beyond the education capability and the social media capability, the platform also enables you to take action by disseminating your knowledge on the ground and into your local online and offline communities. 
these powerful educational cards and research are included so you can pass these cards to your friends and neighbors that provide them summarized content which further directs them to online research and education. In addition to this, the activism component also provides you many, many short one-minute educational video content, memes, and text allowing you to quickly craft messages for your Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, and other pages so you can deliver content to educate others and drive them to longer educational posts on VA Shiva. VA Shiva is fundamentally an enabling platform for you to get the truth, freedom, and health you deserve through education, technology, and activism. I hope you become a truth, freedom, and health warrior scholar today. Thank you. So what's interesting is there's a, a report as we're talking that just came out today in the New York Times. It says that many voters want to upend the system, which means people are so and across both sides. So the Democrats don't like the Republicans. The Republicans don't like the Democrats. OK. Um, so someone says here, Frank Muma says, Dr. Shiva, I agree with everything you've said. However, how do you achieve uh, a viable solution on national scale when our elections are compromised and big money funds a two-party system? Frank, great, great question, okay? Phenomenal question, okay? So, Frank, this is why, if you, if, I, I'm not sure if you're a warrior scholar, Frank, but you have to take the course because one of the things we discuss in the course um, is we go back and we look at the history of, of, of politics and we go back and show that any time significant change has ever occurred. It's been when there was bottoms up movement. We're not talking about people just taking guns and shooting people. We're talking about a broad bottoms up movement of working people. And when those movements took place, they had nothing to do with electoral politics. Look, nothing ever comes out of electoral politics. Significant change does not come out of voting. Significant change does not come out of your stupid, dumbass politicians. Significant change comes out when working people organize because there's more of us than them. And we organize because think about what happened in the labor movements of the 1900s. People boycotted. They struck. Between 1900 to 1970, in the United States, there were close to, you know, you know, 20,000 strikes. Close to 100 million people participated. And during that period, working people's wages increased. We had infrastructure, GDP grew, et cetera. And you can look at the same phenomenon throughout the world when ga gains were made in anti-colonial movements. It was when people rose bottoms up. However, starting the 1970s, those bottoms up movements were crushed by the left and right working together. The right wing branded all of them as communists and Marxists as a way to label people. And therefore, the left wing took over those bottoms up movements and made them top-down, you know, corrupt union movements. And that's how the left and the right work together. So all they do is they take issues, lefty version of it, a righty version of it, and everyone fights. They do not want to solve problems because they're two heads of the same snake. So the only way, Frank, is to build a bottoms-up movement. Okay? So that's why, that's why, you know, I emphasize this to you. Any other questions? Uh, someone said, journalists who are reporting the truth for the freedom rallies are arrested and some in prison like uh, looks like communism happening. Well, let's use the right word. Let's use the word fascism, okay? It's called fascism. And the reality is fascism is done by 
the governments, all governments in collusion with big tech. That is what our historic lawsuit did. If you guys want me to review our lawsuit, I will do that again. But we have to, again, raise our level of consciousness because it is not, you know, it's fascist. It's actually fascist. That's the right terminology. When a small set of people impose their will on the masses of people. Um, someone said, most of us have far more trust with working people. Exactly. All right. Yes. So one of the things we'll do is uh, these are long videos. We'll um, Our video team will chop them up into smaller clips so you can also make them more consumable. But we do the live. And again, all of this is brought to you because of your contributions. Again, I want to point out before I close, we need to build this bottoms up movement. We've created the infrastructure, as the video said. We've created the community, the tools, but it's really up to you. So you can sign up for the course. Others of you, you can also just contribute to the movement. If you don't want to sign up for the course, and we have many people who have done that, they just contribute. Fine. It helps us run our infrastructure, educate other people, give away scholarships to people. And how do you do that? Well, you can literally go. Let me share the screen. You can go right here. Let me go to the tab here. Yeah. So you can go to vashiva.com slash contribute. And you can, and by the way, I never like taking anything for nothing. So if you contribute, let's say a hundred or more, you get all of these gifts. You get the ebook, you get the entire course, you get everything, about 15 different gifts. If you contribute, you know, 25 to a hundred bucks, you get a whole bunch of other gifts, okay? Access to your body, your system, et cetera. You can even just contribute a dollar if you don't want any of the gifts, but, but you just want to support this movement. But that's what we want to do. We want to engage all of you either to support our movement, contribute to it, take the course, because you contribute, you get the course anyway. But bottoms, bottom line, we need to raise people's consciousness. So that's really the, the call to action. Let's build the movement for truth, freedom, and health. Okay. Um, anyway, as you notice, I do the same systems approach, which is what we educate people on. We do the same systems approach, whether we're applying it to understand the political system or whether we're using it to understand the difference between, you know, raw, uh, raw almonds and sprouted almonds. It's the same thing. And before I close, let me just emphasize that I expect, hopefully, to see a lot of you um, join our movement, uh, be part of, um, let me go back to this. Let me go back to PowerPoint. I hope all of you. Oops, what happened to the PowerPoint here? One second. Uh, let me just start this up again. There we go. Um, hmm. All right, something wrong with my PowerPoint. But regardless, um, you can go to the orientation. Sign up for it, vashiva.com slash orientation. vashiva.com, let me see if someone has a comment up here so I can put it up. I think someone posted it here that I can find for you. So I, I hope all of you come to the orientation. We can connect, we can talk more, or go to vashiva.com slash join and sign up for the program and be part of the movement. It is a way out. Thank you, everyone. Have a good night. Um, and I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Again, vashiva.com slash orientation, vashiva.com slash contribute, or vashiva.com slash join. You have a bunch of different options that depending on where you're at and how you want to uh, support yourself. Thank you.